But uh, Brother Perry went over and you never really knew exactly what was going to happen. You never know. I never knew this was going to happen 30 years later either. Uh, but he, you, you come back 30 years from now, and all of a sudden you look back and you say, hey, man, boy, I'm sure glad Brother Perry went over. I mean, he did what you look at what he did while he was over there, and, and Brother Dave has the same uh, hand in that thing, is he translated a Bible. That is, that is old-time missionary stuff. Uh, today, we, the people send these, some of these churches send missionaries over there, and they go over there for four or five years and come back, and that's it, and they're done. Uh, they don't do what the old-time missionaries did. And what they did is they went and learned the languages. Then they translated Bibles into the languages so people could have the Bible in their language. That's what they did. And uh, I'm telling you, brethren, what, what, you, what was done in the Ukraine in the last 30 years is a blessing. And, and, and glory, we'll know that. We'll know that. But it's all to the praise of the Lord anyway. So, Brother David, I'll let you have it. Uh, it it's just an amazing thing when you stop and think about it. Uh, each and every one of you sitting in this room today, you have an opportunity to do something for Christ, and you can't waste that time. Come up, there it is right there. It should be set up. Don't, don't waste the time. Uh, start seeking God and what he wants you to do. It could be here locally. You don't have to go out to the mission field somewhere to do something for the Lord. But you can do something. Every one of us can do something. If every one of us do what we're supposed to do, guess what? The kingdom of God is moved on. Well, you get it when you get saved, but... We have a part of filling that thing up one day, and you're working for him. And I just, I'm so happy that I'm part of something a whole lot bigger than me. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not Anchor Baptist Church. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to shut up or I won't. Well, again, I appreciate you all, um, your support and your prayers for us. We, uh, if you weren't here during when I tried to fumble, trying to explain what all went on in Ukraine... Um, you know, I tried to express just how good the Lord is and how he uh, gave us a little opportunity in the country to do something for him. And uh, we, we know in our prayers that it's not over there, that we can go back as soon as possible and continue the work there. There's a lot that needs to be done. And uh, if the war ends quickly or, or if it drags on, either way, there'll be a lot of work spiritually to do in the country. So we appreciate you all praying for us. And it's good to see Anchor Baptist Church, that the Lord's still working here. And uh, I'm thankful for that, and it's good to see new faces, and I hope that you get a blessing from, from the service. I appreciate the suit, the, the use of the suit. <clears throat> I was feeling a little bit like a uh, pur purpose-driven guy, Rick Warren. Yeah. <laughs> next step was a Hawaiian shirt next, next year, but uh, I do appreciate that. I can't guarantee anything on the quality of the sermon, but at least we got that squared away, so I appreciate that. So. Turn, if you would, to the book of Romans, chapter 1. Amen. Romans, chapter 1. One thing that the Lord allowed us to do, and, uh, and my father-in-law had, a, had a, a burden and a desire to train Ukrainian people, Russian-speaking people, not only in Ukraine, but also um, in the Russian-speaking world. The uh, Lord gave him the opportunity um, in the last few months to get in touch with folks in Moscow, Moscow, Russia, who wanted to learn the King James Bible in Russian. And so it gave us that opportunity. The Lord allowed me to, to teach in the book of Romans. And uh, I was using Dr. Estep, Dr. Ruckman, all these things I learned in the States to pass those on to Ukrainian speakers. And uh, one verse that, that I, I keep going back to is uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. And we'll read those two verses and then go to Lord in prayer. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you 
that are in Rome also. And verse 16 continues, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to stand and preach your word again. And thank you for uh, allowing us to, to, to be here, to get back to the States, to regroup and rest. And I pray that you'd help us to, to uh, just be guided by your hand. Bless everyone here at Anchor Baptist, Pastor Elliot. Brother Bayano, all, all the men here laboring, and, and the women to, to reach uh, Dayton and the surrounding area for the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray that you give us souls for our labor and uh, edification and strength in these last days. Pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I keep going back to these verses that say, I am debtor. I am a debtor. <clears throat> and, um, you know, and it, if we look at that in our terms, we might, uh, we as English speakers, as Americans, we might be considered the Greeks of the modern world. We speak English, and it's the desire of, of the whole world to learn English. Even our uh, people who would consider themselves enemies of America, they want to learn English. That's their way ahead in this world. So we might be considered the, the educated, we might have the, the opportunities that they don't have around the world because we speak English and because we live in America. So we may be considered the, the Greeks of the modern world. But the Bible says there's another group too, and that's the barbarians. That's, that's those who don't have the access to all the opportunities that we have. They might not know the language that we speak. They might not have the culture that we have, the sense of humor, or the dress, everything that, that we have in America. But Paul says, uh, I'm a debtor not only to the educated crowd, the, the folks with opportunities, but I'm also a debtor to those who, who don't have the privileges, that, that don't have the privileges that, that I've been allowed as a Roman citizen, uh, as a citizen, as a Greek-speaking uh, Roman citizen. So, so we have two groups of people. We have the educated people and uh, the uneducated people. <clears throat> if we look at that in a spiritual sense, uh, there, are, there are folks all around us. There are folks at, um, at school, if you study, folks at the store. Uh, they're spiritual barbarians. I know you all can say amen that you work with barbarians. Amen. People who, who have no sense spiritually of the things that, that you have. And this, this Anchor Baptist Church, a unique church, uh, even in the United States of America, that preached from the King James Bible, uh, doctrinally sound, and we should be thankful for the, the fact that the Lord has given us uh, spiritual light, spiritual education. It's, it's even a rare thing uh, among churches here in the States. But, but I, we, in Ukraine, we saw some barbarians. And those are people who not, not only don't have the spiritual light, but they don't even have the cultural light. There were, there were folks who were honestly scary. When you're out on the street, you're talking to people. Uh, there was one guy who, you look into his eyes, some people have kind of, kind of dead eyes, things that they've seen, things that they've done. Uh, they've kind of lost the light in their eyes. You see, spiritually, they're, they're kind of dead. Uh, this, this person I talked to had spiritual, like a chasm. And, and just look into his eyes, and you could see there's something spiritual going on. No doubt, no doubt had a devil. And uh, he, was, he was, went on farther, went on his way. And he turned and looked at me, and you could just feel the eyes appear. Uh, that's, that's barbarian. You don't know what's going on spiritually in people's hearts, people's souls. An another couple was orthodox, and they, they came taking swings at us. I'm holding the banner. My father-in-law is preaching. The, the lady comes in, older lady, comes taking swings at us. And I'm holding up the banner on hell to defend myself, and uh, taking swings, and she's supposed to be a religious, orthodox person. And she comes up with, uh, I guess, her husband there, and she starts chanting 
and uh, and it's it's strange thing. Both her and her husband did the the genuflect at, at exact synchronized time. It, it was an odd thing to see. Spiritually, they're supposed to be religious, but uh, spiritual barbarians. There, there's another guy, and I haven't I haven't set up a presentation yet for this everything that the Lord's done just in the last year, but I have a picture on there, and. Um, we were out on the street on, on a Saturday. We knew that there was going to be a protest in the city, protest, pro-Ukrainian. And uh, even though Russia says there are a lot of Nazis and, and fascism in the country, we honestly, you know, in the capital, the, the, the center of Ukraine, uh, didn't see a lot of that pro-nationalistic uh, groups of people. Every once in a while, you'll see a few. But we knew there was going to be a protest, a pro-Ukrainian uh, uh, nationalist marching in the country in the city, in the capital there. And we're passing out tracks like usual. And I, and I see a guy with these the piercing eyes and ta- neck tattoos and a rough character, nationalist. And the tattoos on there that he had. And I uh, talked to him and it, it, he's honestly a nice guy. And told him about uh, Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Bible in Ukrainian. And uh, gave him a tract in Ukrainian. He went on his way. Later on in the day, so Saturday evening, I looked up what the protest was all about. And there on the front page is, is my friend there waving a flare in front of all the, these protesters there and, uh, and barbarians. And I thank the Lord that he got the opportunity to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of people there, just, uh, just uh, sp- cultural and spiritual barbarians, no light in their eyes. The book of, uh, book of Ephesians, Ephesians, and this, this whole chapter, uh, chapter 2, talks about, uh, the Bible says in, in verse 1, And you hath he quickened, Ephesians 2, 1, who were dead in trespasses and sins. These are your barbarians. Another, Colossians 2, 3, 13, And you being dead in your sins, hath he quickened. You were made alive because previously, spiritually, you were dead. You had no hope in Jesus Christ, no chance to be alive. But the Lord Jesus Christ, through his death and, and, uh, and burial and resurrection, quickened us together with him, the Bible says, verse 2, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The Bible goes on to talk about where we were as Gentiles, as barbarians, before we met the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 12 says that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. That's your barbarians. That's your folks who had no access to the law, no access to, to God and, his, uh, and, his, and the light that is through, through Jesus Christ. And it says, as strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's the situation of your barbarians. They didn't know the law prior to, to the, uh, the church age. Your access to the Lord was to go through the law as a proselyte to, to learn the Jewish law and to follow that law. And it says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who were, who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. I thank the Lord that uh, we were previously barbarians. I don't know where you came from. It's interesting to me to find out where folks came from. And Ukraine is one of those countries where it's, it's the center all these groups have been through there. You have the Greeks and the Romans, the Huns, the Mongols, all these groups, east and west, all these people coming through. And it's fascinating to me to learn where people come from. A lot of our folks are German, English, might have Eastern European, uh, a lot of different cultures in America. But <clears throat> Ukraine was one country that had uh, uh, culturally, it was, a, it was a melting pot. 
And it's interesting, <clears throat> uh, a, lot, a lot of folks that we, we work with, no matter where they came from, <clears throat> some, some uh, barbarians, uh, folks without Jesus Christ, without God, uh, some of them give the shirt off their back. They do anything they could for you. And, and uh, if we look at their good works, they, in our eyes, would earn eternal life. Many, many of the folks are Catholic. Uh, up there in Indiana, you got a lot of Greek Orthodox, a lot of Serbian Orthodox, uh, a lot of Orthodox churches. And those, those folks, just like the Russian and Ukrainian Orthodox, uh, they depend on doing good things, and then maybe uh, after death that they'll do enough good works to, to be with the Lord, to be with God. Those are folks who are depending on, on their good works to save them. Other people, barbarians, they, they would just as soon kill you as look at you. But uh, either one of those groups, um, they, they can't do anything for you spiritually. No matter what they, they would or could do for you uh, materially, uh, they can't do anything for you spiritually. So we, we come to a curious verse where the Apostle Paul says, <clears throat> we have our Greeks, we have our educated folks with opportunities, uh, education, and then we have the barbarians, uh, those who don't have the opportunities, those are who are uneducated. And so he says, uh, I am a debtor to those groups of people, to, to preach the gospel to them, to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. So our question today is, is, uh, is uh, why are you a debtor to those barbarians? A debtor to the barbarians. And the first reason <clears throat> that you're a debtor to preach the gospel to the barbarians is because of what God did. Uh, God had mercy on us. We read in, in Ephesians, but God who is rich in mercy. I mean, he, he's got enough mercy to cover everyone. Amen. He is rich and he's never going to run out of his mercy uh, for the lost and unsaved folks. And he did that. So we are a debtor, uh, not just to them, but to God who saved us when we were barbarians. God saved us in spite of our, our, uh, our devilishness. We, we followed the devil. The Bible says the prince of the power of the air. He works, and, and we know that he's working now. We, you know, a lot of folks try to dig in there about what's going on, all, all the dark and deep things that are going on. But uh, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. He's got everything figured out, and he would like nothing better than to, for you to get involved with how he is working uh, in, 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 the, in the powers, the principalities and the, the high places that he's working in. But we need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. He saved us in spite of following the prince of the power of the air, in spite of following the devil. The Lord Jesus Christ saved us. He overlooked us in our, in our rottenness. And uh, the Jewish people uh, in the Old Testament, they, they were rotten too. You look all through the Bible from Genesis uh, to Malachi there at the end, and you see a, a rotten group of people. But the difference is that they had light from the Lord. He sent them prophets. He gave them the law. He sent them judges. He sent them deliverers. He gave them kings like David with a heart after God to teach them the right way. The Lord was always uh, overlooking the rottenness of the Jewish people. He overlooks our rottenness as Gentiles. When he died on the cross, he, he didn't die for, uh, he, the Bible says he died for the unjust, those who, with unrighteousness. And we weren't only unjust, we were satisfied. We were content in our unrighteousness. And God overlooked that too. Uh, just personally, I only had a few short years uh, before I was saved, but during that time I, I was content to be where I was. A lot of Orthodox people, a lot of Catholic people, uh, Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, those people are content. Even though they have no assurance of salvation, they don't, they don't know that they'll be with God. They don't know that they'll be in heaven after death. 
but they're content to follow their religion. They're satisfied. Uh, the, the true satisfaction comes from the Lord. And David said in the, in, in the Psalms, he said, I shall be satisfied when I awake with his likeness. David had assurance that when he awoke after death, uh, he'd be satisfied. I mentioned my grandmother. She's been a Bible believer over 60 years. And uh, she has that satisfaction, that assurance, that hope that she'll be just in a few short days with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned this once or twice, but uh, uh, the Bible says uh, one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. So I have no doubt that when, uh, when, when saved folks die, the Apostle Paul's been dead 2,000 years. So in the presence of the Lord, when, when someone dies and they're, they're in His presence, time just goes like, by like that. For the Apostle Paul, it's only been two days that he feels, and he's been in the presence, and just behind him, Timothy, Titus, all the apostles are coming up right behind him, and for him, it just feels like a short time, uh, then, then all the saved folks who pass on, they're, they're there with him. Satisfaction, and the Lord, the Lord forgave us, even though we were satisfied, we were complacent uh, in our life, the Lord overlooked that. Uh, the book of Titus, chapter 3, tells us another thing that the Lord overlooked, and he overlooked uh, our hatred we hated the Lord Jesus Christ because we, we rejected him. The Lord Jesus Christ said, if you hate your brother, uh, guilty of murder. So, so people who, uh, they, they might have not personally murdered the Lord Jesus Christ, but they, they, uh, they, they hated him and they're guilty of, of his death. The Bible says, for we also, ourselves also, were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, Serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. The Bible says that in the last days, perilous times shall, shall come. The, the evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Apostle Paul says we were deceived as well. Uh, speaking as a Gentile, as a barbarian, he said we're deceived. We're living in deceit. That might be the deceit of religion, but, but overall it's, it's a deceit of hatred. We hated uh, one another. We hated the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord overlooked that. And, and because of that, we are in debt. The Lord saved us in spite of our devilishness. He, he saved us in spite of our debt. We are in debt with our sin. And we think of a scenario, Brother Tim, you go into the bank and, and uh, they say, uh, I've got good news and bad news. Your bank account says $2 million, but that's $2 million in debt. That's the bad news, $2 million in debt. And you say, every day, um, you're getting $100,000 more in debt, and there's nothing you can do. You can't pay it off. So in that scenario, you have two questions in your mind. Your first question is, how can I stop that daily $100,000 debt? And the second question is, how can I erase all the debt that has, has come up already? It's two questions in your mind. And, and the Lord says, <clears throat> through salvation, you're, you're in debt, you're a barbarian, you didn't have the Lord Jesus Christ. You were living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. All that is interest on your debt. And you're in debt, and you, you, you can't erase what was there, and, and, and you, you can't erase the present debt outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord overlooked uh, and saved you in spite of the debt that you had. Uh, the song says, the old account was large and growing every day. That's the interest that was coming, and it's, it's far more than any credit card. It's, it's a debt of sin that can't be erased outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he forgave the past debt, and he paid the present debt. Yes, and any future debt, he said, I'll take care of that too. Amen. 
Lord Jesus Christ covered it all with his blood. And we're thankful for that. Lord saved us in spite of our debt. Lord also saved us in spite of our distraction. Now, a lot of us, we, we wouldn't uh, consciously say that we hated the Lord Jesus Christ before salvation. We couldn't say that we hated God. We would say that, that uh, we're religious, good person. We, we tried to do everything right. Uh, the, the sad thing is, though, that people do things, a lot of people just show their generosity. Uh, in a time of crisis in Ukraine, I, I won't hear anything bad about the Polish people. I saw nothing but kindness all around me. Even to me, I said, I, I told folks uh, who came in contact with, I said, I'm an American. I was able to get out. I, I was privileged. Uh, but they were still willing to help, to do whatever they could to try to help us out. They had kindness in their heart. And that broke my heart because they're the majority Catholic country. They're, they're depending on those good works, those good deeds that they do to get them to heaven. And, uh, and so a lot of those folks, they're not, uh, they're not actively against the Lord Jesus Christ in their mind, but they're just distracted. They're distracted by the things they can do for their fellow man. And they don't think about what they needed to do for God, which is receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, the book of Psalm chapter 10 Psalm chapter 10, we, we heard that the, the prince of the power of the air uh, is working in the children of disobedience. The, the spirit of Antichrist is already working since the time of Paul. And this chapter is talking about uh, that wicked man, that wicked man and his pride. Many examples about this, this wicked Antichrist in the, in the scriptures. We see him in the book of Esther. We see him in uh, the wicked Gentiles like Goliath. And uh, this chapter talks about him personally, and not only him, but the, everyone that follows that spirit of Antichrist to reject the Lord Jesus Christ and to boast in their wickedness. Uh, the Bible says, <clears throat> verse 3, For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetousness whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. A lot of these folks, they may be religious, they may have... A form of godliness, but they're following that spirit of Antichrist because they haven't truly personally gotten, uh, received Jesus Christ. They, they, they think that their church will save them, their good deeds will save them, but personally have never come face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't tell you how many times we witness to folks and uh, they say, do you, we say, do you know where you're going when you die? The Lord Jesus Christ died and paid the debt for your sin. And, and they would say, oh, my grandmother was saved, my grandmother's religious, my grandmother's a good person, my, my parents were good people. And, and it would never come down to them personally. I have a picture of, of talking with a lady, and she, she was an uh, older lady herself, but she would always deflect the question. I'd say, are you saved personally? You know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved. Well, this, this, and this, and this. Everything except, uh, except her need for a Savior. That's distraction of the world, and, and, and the devil's a master of getting us distracted. God, God knew, understood that we didn't think about him. Uh, the Lord knew that we didn't uh, care about him and that we didn't try to please him. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, uh, for without faith it is impossible to please him. For him that cometh to the Lord, cometh to him must believe that he, number one, is. All your religions believe that he is, that he exists, that God is alive, God's not dead. They, they, say, they say amen to that. But that second part where it says, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So a lot of people have trouble with that second part, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the reward is the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. and faith in him. 
Lord told Abraham, uh, fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. The Lord doesn't, just doesn't protect you, doesn't defend you. Uh, he gives you a reward. And that reward comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we have, we're debtor because of what God did. And uh, that's a sermon in and of itself. Uh, not a sermon, that's a series of everything that God did. Everything that he did for us personally, everything that he continues to do day by day. But we're also a debtor because of, of where we were. Where were we before we received the Lord Jesus Christ? And it's worth it to think about that, to think about uh, the things that we thought about, the things that we cared about before we met the Lord Jesus Christ. And where were we? We were barbarians. We were, we were barbarous people. We didn't have access to God through our traditions. Peter talks about, for as much as you know, they're not redeemed with silver, corruptible things, as silver and gold, vain traditions received by tradition from your father. We had no access to God through those traditions. They're just going through the motions. It's, it's sad that in, in the country of Ukraine, you have not only Ukrainians dying, but Russians, faithful, dedicated, diligent, orthodox people uh, who would say they love the Lord. They wear, a lot, a lot of times, they wear a golden cross around their neck. But, but that doesn't give you access to God. They don't have any access to his law, to his word. They only have access to their traditions. And we, uh, before salvation, we had no access to God. We, we oftentimes didn't want to turn to the Bible. We, we knew, might, might have known it was the truth. We might have known that the Lord Jesus Christ is the truth, but we didn't want to turn to him. Had no interest in that, in the truth. And we had no means. As Gentiles, I believe most of us are, are Gentiles, we come from that. We had no means other than creation around us, conscious within us. We had no means to know the Lord. We, we didn't turn to the Bible. We, we might have gotten distracted, didn't pay attention to the creation, to, to the conscious. I heard a, a young man, we, we were in a, in a class, and he said, uh, as far as I know, he was unsaved. But he, said, he said, when I was at a ski lodge uh, some years ago, when I was a kid, I stole a cookie from the ski lodge. And he said, I was so ashamed that I couldn't even eat it. I went outside in the parking lot, threw it under a car. Couldn't, that was his conscience working on him. And there was no one around to tell him that was wrong. Um, he might have had his parents that told him it was wrong, but they weren't around. It was only him and God that said, stealing that cookie is wrong. And he did the only thing he knew how to do was just throw it away, get it out of here. And uh, that, that's a Gentile's conscience. And that, that's the Lord that instills in every person the idea of right and wrong. But we, in our barbarous state, we had, we had no means to know the Lord other than that, that, that witness. We were, uh, we were barbarous. Uh, let's turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 15. Not only barbarous, but we were bereft, bereft of the truth. Proverbs 15, verse 9. Of course, mentioned that we hated God through our actions. We hated God. But Proverbs 15, verse 9 tells us, The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. We, we saw in the book of Psalm, chapter 10, the wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. The wicked, the, the Lord, is, God is not in all his thoughts. And here in Proverbs it tells us, that uh, the way of that wicked, the Lord hates that way, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. 
it's, a, it's a good start if you follow after righteousness. That's how a lot of us got saved. We, we knew, here's righteousness over here, but we're over here, and I'm going to start to follow that. And that's how a lot of us came to the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we saw truth, we saw light in this dark world, we saw righteousness, and we wanted to follow that. And, uh, and that's, that's the first steps to receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, is realizing that your way is wrong and that this way of righteousness and truth is right. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So, uh, so we, we were bereft of that knowledge of righteousness. Uh, the Bible says in, in the book of Hebrews uh, about the Lord Jesus Christ, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. So... Uh, uh, therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee uh, with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. That was the, the Lord, um, uh, God anointing the Lord Jesus Christ because of his righteousness. He's the only, uh, the, the only righteous, uh, when he came and, and, uh, and took on flesh, he was the only righteous man who never sinned and did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So that, that was the Lord who, who loves righteousness. But we, as Gentiles, as barbarians, we hated righteousness and we rejected the Lord Jesus Christ by, by means of hating righteousness. Uh, Psalm eleven seven says, For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. And if you want to be saved, you have to find righteousness. But the Bible says, uh, the Apostle Paul, who was a religious man, diligent, dedicated uh, person before, the, be, before he met the Lord, uh, he said, being found not having mine own righteousness, which is according to law, but the righteousness, which is the faith of Jesus Christ. So we as barbarians, that's our position. We were barbarous. We, we had no truth, had no, uh, had no righteousness, and we were bankrupt. I, I mentioned that uh, $2 million debt, $100,000, even more. We could, we could add whatever number we, we wanted to add. There's no way we could pay that back. We were, we were bankrupt. We, we couldn't declare bankruptcy. There, there's no excuse no excuse to get out of your, your payment, get out of your debt. Uh, you're not only bankrupt, but, but buried in debt. And that's a debt of sin. And uh, uh, I hope this hadn't happened to anyone. But uh, you, you scan a card and it says insufficient funds. So when we came to the Lord in our religiousness, in our, in our righteousness, we came to the Lord and we said, I'm, I'm going to scan my card and I'm going to be in heaven after death. But, but what came back up on the screen was insufficient funds. Say, so your blood is, is uh, wicked. Your body's going to the grave. There's literally nothing that we have, nothing in us that will last uh, longer than 20 years. And so we scanned our card and said, insufficient funds. You can't pay your debt. You need to go to, to uh, the one who says in the book of Revelation, uh, he that liveth and was dead and behold is alive forevermore. He's got the sufficient funds. And, and any sin, any debt that you may accrue after salvation, he's got it taken care of. And uh, so that's a blessing. We're debtor because of not only uh, what the Lord did for us, but we were, we were debtor because of where we were. We were barbarians ourselves. And, and we oftentimes want to tell the Lord uh, that, that we don't need to witness to somebody because they're a barbarian. They never accept the truth. They never want that. And the Lord reminds us of where we were. With our little religious card, our little gold card, we're hoping to, hoping to gain eternal life. Insufficient. And, and finally, we're a debtor because of what, uh, what the barbarians do. We're a debtor to them. I remember listening to, uh, to, to, to Charity, Dr. Esau, he says, Gentiles do so much for you, uh, they give you roads 
to travel, to preach the gospel. They give you gas stations to fill up your car. Uh, they'll do so, much, so many things for you to preach the gospel. So why are you not out there preaching the gospel? Using what the Gentiles, what the barbarians have given you to go out and preach the gospel. We're a debtor to them because of what they do for us. They're, they're not aware that they're helping us uh, spiritually by preaching the gospel. We talk about the, the benefits. If you, uh, if you buy from a certain place, they'll give money back. That's a benefit that the barbarians... We can't say that those folks are, are Bible-believing, saved folks who just want to help. Those are, those are Gentiles. Those are barbarians. But we have a debt to them because they help us. They give us earthly, uh, earthly places. The Apostle Paul, he, he was a citizen of Rome. He says, I'm a citizen of Tarsus, not, no mean city in Cilicia. He, he was a citizen of that place. And the Romans, all the barbarians, wicked folks, uh, idolatrous Gentiles, they gave the Apostle Paul a place to live, a place where he could go in the world and preach the gospel and say, I'm from Tarsus. I'm a Roman citizen. And that opened up a door that other folks didn't have. Uh, the Gentiles, the barbarians, they'll give you a place to live. I mentioned the fact, the blessing that the, the Ukrainian uh, government allowed me to have a green card to come and go in the country. That's, that's a piece of, uh, that's a card that says we will give you a place to stay. And we'll, we'll give you this time period uh, that you can stay in the country. We'll give you a place. Even though the barbarians, uh, folks without God for the most part, uh, they, they give you a place to stay. They give you a place of protection. And in the book of Acts, chapter 28, Acts 28 is an example of the Apostle Paul having a shipwreck. <clears throat> we see the word uh, barbarians, bar barbarians. Those folks, even though they're barbarians, uh, we see it from this passage that, that the barbarous people, they have a, they have a hospitality, they have a kindness, they have a knowledge of God, a knowledge of sowing and reaping. Uh, they're not your savages. These are people that, that may not have had the opportunities, but they, they had light. And they tried to use that to help uh, the Apostle Paul and those that were with him. Acts 28, verse 1, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. These are barbarous people that uh, may not have the, the access like the Apostle Paul did to material things, <clears throat> but they were willing to show kindness. They gave the, the Apostle Paul a place of protection. They gave the Apostle Paul a place of honor. In, in one city, when, when Paul came and they saw the things that Paul did, the, the healing the miracle that Paul did, they came out there with their, their garlands, and they, they would have done sacrifice to the people. They said, this is, this is, uh, this is Barnabas, he's Jupiter. He's the main speaker. This is Paul. He's Mercury. They were willing to give him honor. Even though they were barbarians, uh, the Gentiles in this world, they'll give you a place to live. They'll give you a place of protection. They'll protect you with the police, the fire department. They'll, they'll do what they can to protect the citizens. And uh, they'll give you a place of honor. We know that barbarians, uh, our country isn't perfect. Uh, countries around the world, they're not perfect. But, but many, many countries will strive to protect their people. And so we're a debtor because of the, the things that they give us. They give us earthly places. They also give us earthly payments. They'll give you wages for what you do, for what you work. Some, some will give you tax benefits. Um, uh, folks in Ukraine, uh, they, they have a system where they get paid once a month. 
That's, that's a difficult system. When you come from America and you get paid every week, every two weeks, and then you go to Ukraine, you get paid every month. And then sometimes the company doesn't have enough money, so they'll, they'll say, we can't pay you this month, but we'll take care of you next month. And uh, sometimes it's three months. We talk to people who said, said, have you gotten paid yet? No, no, three months, still going. And uh, so, so the countries aren't perfect, but they'll give you earthly payment. You, you work for the world, you serve the world, and they will pay you uh, for your labor. They'll give you legal representation, give you medical treatment. These are payments that you get from the barbarians. So, what, so why are we hesitant to go out and give them the gospel when, when they'll do material things for us? Uh, a lot of the, the there was a, a tornado, I believe, that went through Kentucky. And unfortunately, that area of Kentucky was a wicked place, so it had a high crime rate, and uh, no doubt it was God sending judgment, sending a wake-up call to that area. But uh, humanitarian groups, they'll come and they'll try to do what they can when a tornado comes through, when a hurricane comes through, natural disaster. Uh, that's the barbarians taking care of barbarians. They give you earthly payment. They also give you earthly uh, progress. They, they try to improve transportation. The Apostle Paul is going on earthly transport. He's going around taking his missionary journey on ships with unsaved sailors, with unsaved people. And these, these centurions that are with him, these sailors, they have an opportunity to see God's power. Uh, you think of Jonah. He's a good example of, of those, the barbarians that were there. They didn't know God. They didn't know that Jonah was even from Israel. And, and yet they had a knowledge of God, and they wanted to do right. So uh, <clears throat> these are your barbarians, your, your Gentiles that, are, that improve your transportation. Uh, in the book of Esther, uh, Mordecai is in a Gentile kingdom uh, under captivity, and they'll say, we send these out as fast as we can on posts. And Mordecai writes with all authority. He gave him the, the word of a king when he wrote that, that decree at the end of the book of Esther. And, and that's a Gentile kingdom sending communication out. I don't know how many times we, uh, it, it was interesting, I mentioned that, um, that, that we're sending out Bibles and tracts and genre. I don't know if it was something to do with the war. The, the people had a, had a sense of what was coming. But there in the last few months, in January and uh, February, uh, we got bombarded with folks around Ukraine. Uh, and these weren't, you know, it's not Bible believers. It might have been um, Pentecostals or other groups of people that, that just had a desire to go out and pass out tracts. And so we're sending, normally I was going twice a week during, during the six years, twice a week to send out Bibles and stuff. But uh, there in the last two months, sometimes I'm going out every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just sending out all over Ukraine because we, we didn't have enough tracks. We, didn't, we, we couldn't keep them going fast enough. So, uh, and, and we had to send those through the post office. I'm in the post office every day with the unsaved folks, and they're seeing the Bibles go out. I'd given them tracks. They see, see every day Bibles going out. And, and that's the Gentile, that's the barbarian postal system sending the gospel all around Ukraine. And even, even got to send to Russia there, there at the end of at the, at January. So we're, just, we're thankful that, uh, that there is a system that the barbarians have. They, have uh, they give you improvements so you can preach the gospel to them. And, and then finally, in the book of Daniel, they, they educated the people according to all the knowledge, all the wisdom of the Chaldeans. The, the, the world will give you an education. Uh, it might not all be good, but they, they will work so you can get an education. And so, so we have the things that the barbarians do. They give you places, they give you payment, they give you progress. And so we have a debt to those barbarians to preach the gospel. They've done things for us. We wouldn't say that they're spiritual, but uh, they've done material things for us. And so we have a burden. We have a, 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 a debt.
to those barbarians to preach the gospel. I, I personally feel a debt to, to the Ukrainian people. Right now we have uh, folks in Ukraine who are willing, they're, they're taking up arms, and they, they would go, barbarians, and they would defend our church and our house. They'd lay down their lives in order to defend that territory. And they don't know anything about us or, or what we were doing, but those are barbarians without the Lord who are willing to go and lay down their lives to, to protect the property. And uh, we feel a debt to those, uh, those barbarians to go back if we're able to, uh, if not, to get as close as we can to win those barbarians to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, they've done a lot, uh, a lot of things. They're willing to do a lot of things, even lay down their lives to, to defend territory. So we, have, we have, feel like a personal debt, and, and we at times feel, feel bad for leaving the country and leave in, a, in a time of need and having, having all, all the lost people, just a waste of property, a waste of life uh, that's going on there. But we feel a debt to win the Ukrainian people the Lord Jesus Christ. But another more difficult thing is to realize that we also have a debt to the Russian people as well. And how, how willing are we? We, we know that we're, we're willing to go out there. You might have gotten from this message that we need to go out to the people around us, to the people that do things for us and help us out and, and give us material things to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ. But, uh, but how about to the enemies? How about to the people who would destroy your home, who would kill you if they saw you? How about those people? Do we have a debt to those people to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, that's a harder thing. That's a hard thing for me personally. I see, see just, uh, just, just hatred uh, and the fact that the Russian people have for years been deceived. Uh, they believe that Ukraine needs to be cleansed and needs to be uh, occupied and that the Ukrainian people want the Russians to come over. But because they don't see that, they come over the border and, and, and they just destroy homes, destroy families, families ripped apart, uh, people dead, property destroyed. Are we willing to, to win those people to the Lord Jesus Christ as well? Amen. They're barbarian. They're just as much without the Lord as the Ukrainian people or the, or the people around you who would give something to you. How about your enemies? Are you willing to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ? We could have been born in Russia. We could have been, been born in deceit. We could have been born in any country around the world, any country that would, would, would hate us if we were in that situation. Uh, are we willing to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ as well? The Lord uh, did, did great things for us. I, I think about Jonah. I think about Jonah. He's going there and he, he's got in his mind all the things that the Assyrians, the Ninevites did when they, when they attacked. All, all the, and it wasn't just bombing from a distance. It was going there and personally with hatred destroying people, destroying innocent people, burning down. Jonah had that in his mind when the Lord says, go to Nineveh, go to that great city and preach the gospel. And Jonah went the other way. He's like a lot of us. I'm not going to them. All the things that they did, all the things that they were willing to do, they don't need the Lord. They don't want the Lord. They rejected him. And at the end of Jonah, they said, uh, the Lord said, uh, shall I not spare that great city where it's more than... More than uh, uh, six score, 120,000 young kids who can't even tell their right, right hand from their left. And also cattle. What, what did they do against the Lord? They might be, be raised in a barbarian society. They might, uh, when they grow up, hate the Lord Jesus Christ. But right now you have a window to win the barbarians to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And I hope that, that that's our attitude going forward, that we'll not only witness to the people who do something for you, who are willing to help you, but also try to pay off that debt to those who hate you, who would destroy you, who, who would kill you if they had the chance. Does anyone know what Psalm 119.9? So, Psalm 119.9. Uh, maybe something written on the wall here. Let's see the writing on the wall. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. I don't know how old Jonah was, but, but I think about that. I think about that verse. Where's all so young man cleanses way? If I have something against the, the barbarians who, who, who would kill me, who would destroy my home, my, my church, my family, uh, that, that needs to be cleansed in my heart. So that's a process I'm going through. But Jonah, he had to cleanse his way by simply just taking heed. The Lord said, go to Nineveh. He, he said, Jonah didn't have a guarantee that they would, they would repent. Jonah didn't have a guarantee that the whole city would, would turn to the Lord. All he heard was, go to, go to that city, that wicked city, and preach. That's all Jonah had to do. And, and he struggled. He struggled. I, I'm, I struggle. I'm going to struggle. But uh, that's, that's all we need to do. Simply cleanse our way and take heed to thy word. The Apostle Paul said in our text, he said, I am debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarian, barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. We have, we have a desire, and, and we should not be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's e easy to preach sometimes to folks who, who are good, good people. But we need to be, be ready to preach as well to the people that aren't good, to, to the people that hate us. Uh, we're a debtor because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us when we hated him. We, we would kill him, and, 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 and we, we did kill him through our hatred of him, through our rejection of him. We killed the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but he did great things for us, and he saved us for where we were at, and, uh, and gave the Gentiles, gave us a little time while we're on this earth to win the Gentiles for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope, I hope you'll labor uh, with renewed energy to, to, to pay off that debt. We're, we're a debtor to them to win them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have a lot of time left. I believe the Lord's coming back soon. It's interesting to see all the things that are lining up. They're just right like the Bible says. And we don't have a lot of time, but we have a, a small window here to serve the Lord with, with all, all the energy, all the health that the Lord gives us. So I hope that we'll continue in that. And uh, Lord bless you all for your encouragement.